John chapter 6, from verse 1 onwards. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were deceased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's bread, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is, come, who is to come into the world. Therefore when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Praise be to God. From verse 1 we saw down to about verse 15. We see this great miracle that Jesus Christ did in feeding the people bread and fish in a place where there was no food. A place where everything was dry, it was more a place where it was far away from the town where they had bread, where they had food. All the people came to see Jesus, they came to be healed by Jesus, they all sat there. Jesus saw the need that the people had and he also wanted to perform a miracle there to bless the people, not only that, to show to the disciples that God can do anything. Now when we look at the side of human realm, human realm is a realm full of limitations. We are limited by time, we are limited by space, we are limited by how much we have, we are limited by how much we don't have. We are very limited. But we look at God's realm, God's realm is an unlimited realm. I want to just take you to one scripture here that the Spirit of the Lord wants us to look at. Right here, verse 5. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? So in Jesus' eyes, all of them should eat. They all need to be fed. And you look at Philip over here, Philip answered and said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. What man 
things that he can accomplish even with the money that they may have if everyone gets a little God says this to us He says, I'm not here to give you a little I want to give you to the full to the place where you say Lord I have left over I have more I have left over God is a God of surplus God is a God of overflow Man's realm is limited. Man's realm is from paycheck to paycheck. Man's realm is overdrawing. Man's realm is going negative. Man's realm is whatever he has, he can just go by the resource. If it rains, he'll have food. If it doesn't rain, he won't have food. This is man's realm. So when there's a famine, no matter how rich a person is, if there's a famine, everyone will starve. If the sky doesn't yield what it has to, if the earth doesn't yield what it has to, if the sun doesn't do its job, then all of mankind can die. That's how it is. We're in a finite place where everything is limited. What we do is limited. What the doctor can do is limited. How much we can do is limited. How much you can push yourself and work is limited. Everything is limited. Nobody can say that I can accomplish this and I can do this and I can do all of this and I can do all of this all by myself. Nobody can say this because no one can guarantee their health for the next moment. They can just say and get up and one strain that they said and they cannot get up. We live in a limited realm. We live in a realm where we are controlled by our external factors. We are, live, we are in a realm where we are surrounded by factors that control us. God is speaking to our hearts today. We can either live in a realm where everything around is controlling us or we can live in a realm where we can have Jesus Christ there and He can control the environment for us. God is speaking to our hearts today. I pray that the Spirit of God will take what God is giving to you deep into your spirit. We can live in this finite realm and be controlled by our surroundings. That means, based on what's going to happen, how the economy is and how the sky is and how you know, the weather is and how, you know, what people say and how the market is and how, you know, whatever is outside, how people are and, you know, people have some kind of sickness and everybody can get sickness and all kinds of things. People fear. There are a lot of people who are afraid to even go outside. There are a lot of people who go outside and don't come back in. But when we as God's people we live in the same finite realm, controlled by external factors, controlled by forces that are beyond us. I mean, if you know that you have forces that are beyond you, yes, we all have forces that are beyond us. Whether it's economy, health, many, many factors that are beyond our control. We live in that finite realm and we live in a realm where we are controlled by forces that are beyond our reach, beyond our capacity. From that 
spins round, God says something. He says, through Christ, you can actually control that which controls you. Through Christ, you can control that which controls you. That means, wherever there is a boundary, wherever there is a limitation, when you bring Christ into the picture, He comes and breaks every limitation. Whether you have a generational curse, or whether you have a generational sickness, or whether you have financial generational curse, or financial poverty, or whether you have whatever it may be, addiction, bondage, whatever it may be, God says, when you bring Jesus Christ into the picture, there is this overcoming power that God gives, where the power goes, and it breaks every boundary that Satan has placed. And Satan says as well, you can't get past this. This is how you're going to be. This is how you're going to be for the rest of your life. This is how your dad was. This is how your granddad was. This is how your mom was. This is how her mom was. This is how look at your uncle, look at your aunt, look how they all, they all live just like this. And this is how you're going to be. No matter how you try and try and try and try to come out of this, you feel like you're not able to break out of this. God is speaking to hearts that there is a way to break out of it. How can you break out of that? We really bring Jesus Christ into the picture. In the wilderness, in the place where you cannot get food, He brings food. He gives food. Not a little, not a piece for everyone. Overflow. Everybody ate, and then you had leftover. You had a whole bunch of food, baskets left over. This is who our God is. The promise that God is giving for us for the month of February is overflow. Financial overflow. Overflow of God's peace. Overflow. Already many of you have seen miracles beginning February of how much God has done. It is important for us to really believe the word of God and say, God, I'm going to bring you into my picture. I'm going to bring you into my circumstance. I'm going to bring you into where I am. I see all the limitations. I know I'm controlled by Him. But I hear that you're promising that if I bring you into the picture, you're going to cause me to control the circumstance. That means, this is not going to stop me from becoming what God wants me to be. Whatever curse may be there. When Jesus comes in, He breaks all those curses. He breaks those limitations. He breaks those bondages. He breaks those boundaries. God is speaking to our hearts today. What 200 worth of denarii cannot do, Jesus Christ can. What your doctor cannot do, what your lawyer cannot do, what your banker cannot do, what your loan officer cannot do, what your boss cannot do, what your husband cannot do, your wife cannot do, what your mommy cannot do, what your daddy cannot do, what anyone cannot do. Jesus says He can do it. He can do it. Wherever you see a block, wherever you see that I'm not able to go forward, I'm not able to go forward, wherever you see, there's this emptiness, there's this hunger, but there's this lack. We need food, but there's no food. We can have money, but there's no food. Even if we have money, we can't get this. This is where we need God in the picture. When we bring Jesus Christ into our situation, Jesus will do a miracle for us. And God, He's looking at our faces this afternoon. He says, not only will you get a peace, you'll be full and you'll overflow. You will overflow. You will have 12 baskets remaining. 
I mean, everybody ate, ate to their heart's content, and then they had leftovers. What a good God we have. After you go home, you don't have to cook, you have leftovers. <laughs> you got free food, you have free food for tomorrow, and God is a God of overflow. He says, you don't have to worry. See, one blessing, the biggest blessing that we have in God's kingdom is we seek God in His kingdom first. When we seek God in His kingdom first, what happens is, God gives to us everything that we need when we seek God in His kingdom first. Whatever we need comes after us. That means we run after Him. Whatever we need, it runs after us. That's the blessing. God says in His word, when you diligently hearken to the voice of God, when you put Him first, what happens? He says, all these blessings that I have given you this day, which is in Deuteronomy 28, which is, you shall be the head and not the tail, you shall lend and not borrow, you shall be above and not beneath. All these blessings that God has said, what will happen, God says, to those who put God first? It will not only follow you, it will follow you and it will overtake you. Think about that. It follows you, it overtakes you. That means it starts running before you. God's blessing, it follows you, it overtakes you, and then it goes before you. That means your path is prosperous. Your path is blessed by God. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, financially, God gives His promise to His people. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall lend and you shall you shall lend and not borrow. You shall be above and not beneath. God says, when you face a lack, when you come to a place, when you feel that there is a lack, even if I have something I cannot get, if that is you, God is speaking to you at this hour. You can have the ability to produce wealth, but wealth is not coming. You can have the ability to do everything you can to stay healthy, but sickness is not leaving. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but this is still there. God is speaking at this hour. It's a prophetic word that God is speaking at this hour. The Lord says, bring Jesus into the picture like never before. Put Him first in your life. You know who can put Jesus Christ first in your life? Those who truly have faith in Him. When you know that if I put Him first, He will make all things well. As we sang, all will be well with me when I meet with the King. When I go and meet with Him, He'll ask me, what is your petition? We need to meet with Him. When we are in the presence of God, when we come to God and say, Lord, I'm just giving everything to you because I trust you and I believe that when I put you first, you said you'll take care of the rest and believe Him. When we believe Him and we seek Him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, God says, He will meet all our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That means, God's word says, according to God's storage, according to God's treasure house, according to what God has in heaven, in the heavenly realm, God says, heaven is His throne and earth is His footstool, our God is so big. God says, according to His measure, God says, He will bless us. So, if this is who our God is, and He's so big, and He can do all things, and He's saying all these things to us, what is our part? Let's just go to this scripture over here, where Jesus says this. Philip answered him, verse 7, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. 
one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there were much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. Think about the amount of people, 5,000 just men, you have women and children. So many people there. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. If you want to highlight or underline, you can do that. As much as they wanted. God gave them plenty. When? When he told the people, have them sit down. See, it takes faith to sit down. It takes faith to just sit down and say, God, you told me to sit down. You said you're going to give. I'm going to sit down. You call that faith. When God says, just sit down. Just sit down. Just sit down and read. Sit down and pray. Give this time to me. Just sit down and see what I can do. It is at that time Satan will say, oh, you know what? Sitting down is wasting. You know, by this time you can just walk back home and when you go home and you can eat. What are you going to get here? There's a desert and you're just going to waste time. No. You will never waste time in the presence of God. Any time you sit in the presence of God, it's an eternal investment. When you sit in the presence of God, it's an investment. God takes that and he is no man's better. He will return it back to you hundredfold. And so here, they all sat. When they sat, something happened. The little that the disciples came and said, Oh, this is of no worth. This is so little. This is one kid food. This is of no worth. And then he gave that food to Jesus. Jesus took that. Once it went into the hands of Jesus Christ, something happened. Number one, we bring Jesus into our lives. He has to be where we are. Number two, we give what we have into his hands. Our time, ourselves, we say, God, I give it to you. I give it into our hands. When we put him first in our life, when we give ourselves over to the Lord, when we give what we have into our hands, we say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you in this matter. I trust you with my child. I trust you with my spouse. I trust you with my job. I trust you with my health. I trust you. Whatever it is, whatever your lack is, God says, wherever you have problems, the Spirit of the Lord says, just take that and give it into God's hands and say, God, I give this into your hands and I trust you and I'm just going to sit down. That's what faith is. You trust God and you sit down. When you do that, that means you sit down. You sit down is not like you're just sitting down and saying that, oh, I have to sit down, I have no choice, I have to sit down, because he told me to sit down, so I have to sit down and be anxious. No. When you sit down, you're going to sit down with the expectation that he's going to give you. See? When you sit down and God says sit down, he's going to give you something and so he says sit down. We sit down with expectation, with faith, saying that God, you're going to give. See, when you know that you're going to get something, you're going to be happy, right, when you sit down. Because you know you're going to get that's how when the disciples made the people to sit down, they all sat down like as if they're gonna, they, they are sitting in a wedding feast or something like that. Everybody is made to sit down and they're all sitting down. You sit down with expectation, you sit down with joy, you know that he's going to give you something. God always gives good things. God is speaking to us this month of February. God has promised us many, many things. We know every time God promises, it happens all the time. We've seen that all the time. And the promise that God has given to us for the month of February 
it is important for us to trust them and say, Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe. That it's going to happen for me. It's not that, okay, it's going to happen for them, it's going to happen for that stuff, and it's not going to happen for me. No. Lord, I receive it. Have you received the promise of God? If you've received the promise of God, you say, Lord, I will wait now. I'm going to expect. Every day I'm going to expect. Every day I'm going to expect. You are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. So I'm going to expect the mighty hand of God to do miracles in my life. I'm going to expect the mighty hand of God to take that which is barren, to take that which is empty, to take that which is dry, and cause it to become prosperous. Jesus took those five loaves and two fish in his hands. After that, the story is a miraculous story. From lack to surplus. From a place of lack to a place of overflow. From a place of emptiness to a place of overflow. This is the blessing that God is speaking over us today. Whatever it may be, whatever area you have problem, take that and give it into Jesus' hands. That's what we're going to do there. Wherever you're having trouble, whichever area it may be, maybe a small area, maybe a big area, maybe in between, whatever it is, take that and say, Lord, these people gave their five loaves and two fish into your hands. I have problems, but if it's your health, take that and give it to Jesus now. If it's your job, take that and give it to Jesus now. If it's your family, take it and give it to Jesus now. Whatever it may be, we're going to go into the presence of God. Just as the disciple came and gave the five loaves and two fish in the hand of Jesus, whatever area you have trouble with, some of you will be thinking, I have like lots of areas which want to give. Right? Give them all to Jesus. Hallelujah. You can give them all to Jesus. They can say, Lord, I have one over here, one over here, one over here, one over here. I'm taking everything, Lord. Bring it. Jesus said, Come on, come on, come on. Bring it. I don't want to carry it anyway. Hallelujah. He is our burden bearer. He is our burden lifter. He says, bring everything to me. It's like bring all empty parts to Jesus. He overflows that with his goodness. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.